Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Today on the Ether, KDA Bet and the Kadena Project Network. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, we're gonna go ahead and get started. I think right about now. All right. Sure. So, um, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, we're very we're very excited to talk with you guys today. Obviously, you guys, big name, up and coming in the recent weeks. Uh, definitely a stacked team and whatnot. So I'm really excited to learn more about uh, KDA bet. So, yeah, let's dig in. Yeah. So I guess we'll just start off with like the first question, uh, which will be like, can you just introduce yourself and KDA bet as a whole? Yeah, for sure. So um, my name is Steve Rothwell. So I'm uh, one of the six founders of KDA bet. And what we're trying to do is, well, I guess I'll just talk a little bit about myself. So I'm, I'm a quant. In, in general. So I've been working in science and math for, you know, 20, 22 years now. And I kind of went from science into sports betting. So I've been sports betting at scale for about 10 years, uh, specializing MBA, MLB betting and did pretty well. Uh, kind of took that into the enterprise world in a company called Fans Unite, uh, one of my founders. And we ended up uh, trying to build the first protocol for an Oracle-based sports betting network on ETH. So uh, that, that didn't turn out very well because ETH, not, not great. So large fees, really unsafe, really hard to scale. Um, and so, you know, we really struggled with that and tried to get that going. But it turned out that, you know, it probably wasn't going to work because it was on Ethereum. And so we kind of wrapped that up. Uh, we took the company public on, a, on a, something called a white label. So we do services for sports betting and so that company exited and that was pretty good. And then I went back to sports betting full time. And I've just kind of always been looking for uh, a blockchain that could solve the problem of scalability. Um, and as well as, you know, safety, these are the two big concerns in sports betting. So like you can't have your accounts drained, right? So if somebody comes to bet, suddenly they open their wallet and it's at zero. Not great. And you don't want to pay, you know, $40 fee every time you make a hundred dollar bet for the regular better. And so we finally found Cadena in 2021 and we said, you know, this is the time to build so we can sag into like KDA bet and what it does. So Cadena, you know, we, we all love Cadena. The unique technology uh, solves the trilemma. Everything scales nicely. And most importantly, when people bet a hundred dollars, they're paying, you know, a 0.6 cent fee, which is what we really want because uh, betters will just abandon any platform on ETH unless they're super, super rich. So, uh, we started to envision KDA Bet here um, as a kind of a reimagining of the betting exchange. So there's a very, very popular company in in the fiat world, in the Web2 world called Betfair. They're doing billions upon billions of dollars of transactions, but lots of people aren't satisfied with that. So we said, okay, we can probably rebuild this on Cadena. 
So we got a good team together, and now we're just trying to um, use kind of more crypto dynamics, token token dynamics, to try to build uh, a betting exchange right here on Kadena in the Web3 world. So that's Giddy and Bet. Yeah, and you guys talk about your team, right? Uh, definitely one of the like top of the top teams that I've seen in crypto so far, along with actually just the Kadena team in general. Like, it's it's these new minds that come into the space. Right, like I know you you're familiar with crypto and whatnot, but you said you've been in th- the traditional sports betting uh, space, right? So it's it's really cool to see you guys come into the blockchain space, especially on Kadena. Uh, I think that's what uh, Kadena and just blockchain overall needs. So this kind of leads into my next question, which would be, um, I mean, well, I know you guys talk a little bit about like looking for like try like the the blockchain to solve the trilemma, right? Like. You looked at ETH, you saw it wasn't going to work out. You're not going to get the uh, investor attraction that you're looking for. So when you guys really first looked at Kadena, what were like the, the factors that, that kind of made the deal for you? Yeah, actually, the, the, let me correct you on that one point. Um, we did get investor attraction massive. So we raised $10 million. We probably could have raised 20 or 30 on ETH back in 2016. That was like the drunk periods before... Bitcoin, I think, went up to what? What was it? Twenty, twenty something, twenty-two or something, and then it crashed back down to three. We we could have raised anything we wanted on ETH. It was it was amazing for the VC world, but you know, it was, it, you, it was control of everything, and that's what happened to that company. Um, they they took it in another direction when they saw Bitcoin crash back down to three. So the investment's not really the problem. The problem is the tech. Period, and you you need safety, you need scalability, you need low fees, but you actually actually have to be able to handle the transactions per second. So, like crypto, like we all know crypto here, we're all traders and stuff, and you know that you know when trading exchanges, centralized exchanges, get overwhelmed when you're trying to trade your money, and sometimes you can't get your money out, and wallets break down. You can't have this kind of tech and sports betting. You have to like really really pick a blockchain that can handle large-scale transactions, and that's Cadena. So when we looked at ChainWeb and how it's scaled, you know, so they're braiding those chains together really nicely on Cadena. And it just spoke to us because we saw that, you know, underlying their technology, they could scale to on the ChainWeb to these high rates of 300,000 TPS. And that's kind of what sports betting needs. Not, well, not 300,000, more like ten or 10,000 TPS, like in World Cup. That's pretty common, um, especially when you have like bot trading and stuff, which is happens a lot. So it's no different than like a KuCoin bot or something like that. I mean, we've all probably used one here and there. And, uh, you know, that's what Kadena really brings is that they have the, the public blockchain, the chain web, and then they have Kuro. So when you're building like this, this engine that matches bets, just like you match bets on KuCoin with like Bitcoin and Kadena, like in that little trading pair. We need, we need to have that scalability. And, you know, we saw Kuro as fitting that. And Kuro can just handle a lot of transactions, even in its nascent state right now. And so we kind of figured out a way how we might be able to bridge the gap and build transactions at that scale, which are actually safe. Because you see Solana, there's some competitors on Solana and Polygon, and they're always breaking and shutting down. Oh, oh yeah, the blockchain shut down. We'll turn it on in two days. It's not great for betting because it's 24-7. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I should have thought a little bit more about the investor attraction, especially since you said it was in 2016. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of money going into blockchain at that time. 
So yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Cool. Really cool. And I know you talked about a little bit about the tech side of Kadena. Definitely important for like a long term vision, which is what you guys have in mind. So awesome. Yes. So um I know you guys list partners on your website such as uh, Lion uh, G- Gaming Group and uh, High Water Technologies. Uh, can you like talk just a little bit more about like what these partnerships are going to mean for the actual KDA Bet platform? Right. So High Water Technologies is actually a firm that I run with uh, my two partners, Joey Fortuna and Martin Bailey. Uh, what we do is we we use mathematics to figure out what the odds should be on a game, and then we compete against the bookmakers. And we try to pick off their odds when they're bad. And so we do that at a, at a pretty high scale. So, you know, Joey's been running one of the biggest brokerages in the world for 20 years. So, you know, that's what high water is. It just brings that market making technology, just like you see bots um, making markets on KuCoin or anything. It really sports trading is exactly the same as crypto trading. And you, all you guys know crypto trading and all the little tricks and stuff like that. And so, you know, when, when, what we're trying to do is bring that technology, not just our technology. So high water is um, our own little math. So when you come on and you come and bet KDAB in say a baseball market or a basketball NBA market, you'll see good odds up there and lots of money kind of floating into the markets um, at good prices. And that's our technology that we've built over m- many, many years and very, very successful with that. But we also want to decentralize that. So we want to bring in other market makers who are very large scale. So some of these guys are trading a quarter to a half billion dollars match bets um, a year on platforms like Betfair. So we're going to bring in a lot of our, our friends and our, a lot of our acquaintances and relationships that we've built up over a 20 year history and kind of bring them on to make markets. And as you guys know, in crypto, without the people making the, uh, the price layers liquid so that, you know, you can trade your Cadena in and out at different prices. So those guys, it would be a dead market. You can't trade in and out at any scale. So if you wanted to get your Cadena out, like 50K Cadena out, because you think the price is going down, without a market maker, you're toast, right? There's nobody to trade with. So that's what High Water is. It's our own personal trading firm, but we'll be bringing maybe a dozen or more different firms like that on to just make those markets nice and nice and liquid and capital. Now, the other partner you mentioned was Line Gaming Group, and that's with our um, foundation partner, Duncan McIntyre. He's our uh, legal head as well as uh, business operations. And he's also CEO of Lion Gaming Group. And what they are is a white label and licensing solution. Um, And they deal a lot with crypto companies, sort of these betting companies who want to bring on cryptocurrency. And it's really hard for people who don't know crypto. Like you guys all know crypto. You're in and out. You know, you can buy coins, swap, all that stuff. But just imagine an average better and, and, you know, they don't know, like, how do, how do, what is KDA? How do I buy that? So, you know, what, what Lion does is they give, they give us the payment rails to go from fiat to, to crypto and in many different coins. And they work with many, many companies in the betting space who want to do that, who want to trade in crypto and such. They also have the ability to afford us licensing, which is a key aspect in betting. If you are making a coin and you're trading like a pirate illegally, like some of uh, the competitors do, um, that's bad because, you know, at any given time, you can get rugged by regulators, um, especially as you see regulation kind of ramping up. So our commitment as a project on Kadena is to be 100% regulated 
And that's why we partner with Lion Gaming Group, because they give us the legal expertise and many, many licenses in places like Curacao and Malta and um, Isle of Man. These are all famous gambling countries which let you uh, operate there and take bets from certain people. So that's why we partner with Lion. And yeah, and we're looking for more partners actually as well. Awesome. Yeah. So I like that you guys are focused on that legal aspect of it. Uh, as you said, a lot of your competitors that sometimes their betting is through uh, like kind of illiquid tokens and other things like that, and that can get messy, especially with regulation. So I'm glad to hear you guys are going to have uh, a, a very liquid uh, market for the platform. So you talk a little bit about like user experience and like uh, the average better trying to use your platform, talking about oh, what's KDA? How do I do this? Are you guys going to be using um, gas stations? for your uh platform yeah um yeah we are considering that um i think it's a it's a pretty obvious match to do that um we want to also kind of work with the swap engines so there's some pretty nice swap engines here with kdex and kds and so you know a lot of people will just be able to directly um get their kdab directly through a swap or maybe using wrapped ETH or wrapped bitcoin or something like that kind of onboard and then we'll try to use gas stations to keep the uh, costs uh, at the lowest rate. Now, I'm just going to be honest and say we're still wrapping our mind around gas stations and how it all works by reading the code. But uh, it looks very, very advantageous to us. And, you know, our, our the ultimate goal, I guess the point of it is to keep the cost as low as possible because you don't want any any sort of decay of your bank or like you're betting and you bet $100 and we don't use a gas station and you're losing 1% every time you bet, that's unacceptable in sports betting because your money is your money. And so kind of what attracted us to Cadena is this concept of gas stations. Um, and we're still kind of wrapping our mind around how that how it all integrates into a system uh, as complex as a sports book, which is you know pretty complex software because you know lots of matching bets in and out and fills and stuff. It's It's like a more complex KuCoin, basically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess gas stations is on our radar and uh, looking forward to integrating it. Awesome. Yeah. I think um, gas stations are definitely one of the highlights of Condense. So hopefully you guys use them for at least some of your on-chain transactions. Uh, yeah, very excited for that. So um, I know you, you also talked about using like uh, CADEX and, and maybe some other DEXs in the future, kind of like uh, built in somewhat to your platform so that people can get KDAB using CADEX gas stations and whatnot and CADEX liquidity. Uh, so how will KDAB fit into the actual Cadenabet platform? I know it's probably a little bit early, so if you if you can't tell us some things, just let us know. Oh, no, no, we fully, we fully uh, have specced that out. So just to clarify, do you mean how what is the utility of the token? Is that what you're asking? And, and why would you even make a token? It's a kind of... Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, its first utility is as a governance token. So I'm going to explain um, to the crypto people here how sports betting work in crypto terms um, because it, we're very much the same, okay? Like you, you guys who trade crypto all day, we're very much like sports bettors. Like you have kind of three parties, okay, that deal in sports betting. And, you know, in crypto, you have the same. You have the recreational traders who probably, you know, aren't making a lot of money, but they enjoy trading in crypto and experiencing the moon once in a while and 
you know, they're not, they're generally not winning, but uh, they're going against the, the houses like Jump Capital and they're like the market makers, right? So Jump Capital, a billion dollars <laughs> can buy whatever they want. And they're the people who are making all the levels and the centralized exchanges that we're trading into and buying and selling and all that. And then, you know, we have you guys. So all you guys are probably sharps. That's why you're in Kadena, right? So we, that's, we call them, them sharps in sports betting. But I guess you would say sophisticated trader in crypto. And what you guys are doing is you're, you're rolling in and you're saying, you know, I'm going to buy, buy low, sell high. Uh, I'm going to um, buy the rumor, sell the news. I'm not going to hold the bag. And when good times roll in the bull, I'm going to, de- I'm going to de-risk my stuff by, you know, pushing into altcoins and taking higher risk bets while Bitcoin's mooning. These are all the tricks you guys know. And in sports betting, we got all the same tricks, okay? And it's because we have the same structure. It's exactly the same. We have what we call the recs, recreational bettors who are, you know, they, they bet $100 on the Yankees. They don't, they don't care. They just want to win. When the Yankees win, they love it. They like their action. It's for entertainment. And then you have the market makers. That's guys like myself and the guy I work with, Joey, um, and he's our partner. And many, many other firms do this. They're the people putting, you know, millions upon millions of dollars up into the betting markets to make them liquid. And then you have the sharks or the sharps. We we call them sharps because they're sharp betters. I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but you get the idea. And they're like the sophisticated crypto traders like yourselves who are who are rolling in and making these bets and you, they know they're going to win over time because they got all the data and, and they're doing all the same tricks. So you know, it's it's actually really good to illustrate that before I answer what the token does, because like, look, you know, in sports betting, we got all the same tricks as you guys. So, for instance, um, buy low, sell high. Sure. We're, when everyone's betting on the Yankees and they're making the price really, really bad, we're going to bet on the other side as sharps because we, we know that that side is not is undersold or yeah, undersold. Yeah, undersold or yeah, undersold. That's right. So we we are actually kind of betting the teams where we know people aren't like cluing into. And so, you know, we get like advantage on that. And that's how we make our money, just like you guys trading in crypto. And then you can kind of, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news. So when somebody's saying somebody's got like a, a bum finger in baseball or something like that, and we know it's not true, we know we're going to do that. And then when, when the in- information comes out on the injury, you know, we're going to... Uh, basically trade off of that and like trade out of it. So we got like a really good price and then the information comes out, but we already knew that. (laughs) So you can see like a lot of parallels between crypto trading. Like, you know, when times are good and you know, a team is always going to win kind of like a bull market in crypto, you're you're betting into all the derivative markets as well. Kind of like altcoins, you know? So it's not just you're betting on a team to win, but you can bet on certain players hitting home runs or you can that on certain players, um, you know, doing certain things. And these are called props in the sports betting world. So the propositions. So there's all these like little markets you can play and it's the same type of trading tricks. So when you realize that trading in crypto is like super, super similar to trading in sports, uh, you can create a token that sort of governs kind of the flow of the money. Okay. That's what our white paper is about. So the flow of money is like this. It's no different than crypto. Recreational traders who trade for entertainment, they're looking for their little moon here and there. All that money probably goes to market makers and guys like yourselves who are trading in and out of tokens and you know what you're doing. You guys are making all the money and not the people who are like panic trading and day trading. And it's the same in sports betting. And so what we've done is we've made this token a governance token. 
where the people who hold the token, they can vote with the token. And that vote allows you to um, kind of govern their mining reward. So how much should go to the recreational better? That's really the big concern here. And if you're not benefiting the recreational better enough, then why would they leave the Web2 world? So you've know, you got to give them something to join this network and to grow this network together. And, and that's what the token does. So the mining works like this. Um, if your data is efficient and it helps make the line. So, you know, in crypto, uh, you can might think of it as people who are, you know, smartly betting and you see the price laddering up in crypto sometimes and then people drive the price to where it should be. It's the same thing in sports betting. And so kind of what we're doing is rewarding those people who give us their data. And that data is very good and it helps us get the right price. Uh, it helps us price things properly, just like you do in crypto. And we reward those people with a token. And those people who get the token can vote to say how much goes to those recreational betters, those entertainment betters. And the more and more you give them, the more and more adoption you get, the more and more money you get into the system. And then the token price has upward buy pressure. Um, and that's the idea behind the token. So sorry, that was very long. <laughs> sorry about that. But that's the... Uh, the parallel between crypto and sports and kind of how that token works. No, I think that's actually pretty cool. I never like thought about it that way when I first came on here, like, you know, sports betting, it's like, especially with that, buy the rumor, sell the news, news analogy with like yeah. uh, injury, injury rumors and stuff like that. Yeah. That's definitely interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. I, I like to see how it all kind of fits into the same puzzle. So that's kind of cool. Um, so for those who'd like to, uh, you talked about the governance, uh, using the KDAB token. So for those who actually like want to kind of govern the platform, uh, when can we expect to see the, um, KDAB IDO or is it going to be a fair launch or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. So two questions. I'll take the first one first. When, when, when is our timeline? So, okay. So this is always, always dynamic, right? Because you want to time it so that Obviously, we want to get the token distributed very, very nicely to a lot of people. So we got a lot of work to do on the marketing side, a lot of education, like like we're doing now. We're trying to make parallels between sports and crypto investors, and we're building an NFT to connect your concerns with betting because you might not understand betting, but you want to profit off that network. And so we have an NFT that allows you to do that. We can pop into that later. But you know, the the idea is you know, when, so when, when can we make a prediction for this? So we probably are going to need about two more months of marketing to, to really just drive home what we're trying to do and, and really speak to the crypto side of things. Cause we're not doing sports betting marketing yet. It's not the time yet. The first time is, you know, our first thing to do is to connect with you guys who are experienced crypto traders and say, this is the value of investing in this now. So that we just build enough excitement for the IDO and enough value so that you guys see the expected value of owning the token or the NFT. And then that's going to take about two months. So and, and IDO is about a four week, about a four week process. So what is it now? It's June. So I guess, you know, June, July will pass and we're going to do a heck of a lot of work in, in uh, education and YouTubes and PAC and all this stuff just to build up awareness. And then maybe in. August, mid-August is probably when we're going to start engaging uh, with the IDO. So I think by then we should should have everything covered in terms of information. Um, and then it takes about four weeks to go. And so you, you might be looking at mid-late mid September for an execution. 
Um, and I guess the second question was, actually, sorry, uh, can you give the second question again? It was when oh, I yeah. go and... Uh, and it's obviously, uh, from what I hear from your timeline, it's a little bit early to be asking this. So, uh, uh, again, just let us know if you can't really answer this right now. Uh, where can we expect to see it? Will it be on one of the launch pads that's building on Cadena right now? Uh, yes. In fact, only that, I think. Um, we really, really want this initial investment um, and, and chance to earn with us to be Cadena first. Because we are Cadena bag holders. All, all of us own five figures plus. Kadena, and it only serves us to to work with you guys and to help the Kadena community get good projects, good earn and good projects. So, um, yeah, you know, I guess we're going to look at. I mean, we are talking. I guess I can be forthright. We are. We have already talked with both launch pads, and they're both excellent, excellent options. Both KDL and Hype. These guys really know what they're doing, and and they're top of the game in crypto. You know, we had experience in launches in ETH, not great, <laughs> not great. Uh, and here, I see, I sense sophistication, and uh, also, you know, a little more honesty than you would expect in the other blockchains, and and I like that. So we're really looking at you know allocating tokens to um, um, both, but we we have to really explore what's best for KDA. So you know, I you know launch hype. I love you. I love you all. I love your communities, but, and, and we do as a team, uh, it's going to be always our concern is always going to be what's best for KDA, uh, obviously being bag holders and, and what's best for the underlying community is always the right choice to make, I think. And in that vein, I think we'll probably be working with both. Sorry, did you cut out or are you done speaking? Sorry. Oh, yeah, phone. no, I'm done. Yeah, probably just... working with both in some regard. Yeah, sorry. My phone's lagging a little bit, so I'm just making sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Had that experience a few times. Sure, you have too before. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think that's like really all the questions for me. I would usually ask um, when launch, but uh, I don't really want to throw that on you guys right now. Obviously, you guys haven't even done your IDO yet. So uh, yeah. No, it's so, okay. You can ask if you want. I, we got an idea, actually. We can't say that it's 100% right, but if you want to ask, go ahead. Uh, sure. So do you guys have, I guess, just a timeline on when the platform would be launched? Yeah. So we can actually probably, um, you know, I, so I just want to give a disclaimer and say that, you know, um, because we can't foresee all ends, we, we don't know, but we we generally are pretty good at software development and we got an idea of maybe uh, the pieces that we have to build. So we're kind of predicting um, a six to nine month build. So we've already kind of started on the technical side, mostly by just purviewing all of Pact, all of Marmalade, and trying to really, really break it down because you should really, really understand uh, what is going on with Pact and Marmalade before you begin building in it, or you will build the wrong thing. And then you'll go back and just waste time. So um, we're looking to publish some technical specs pretty shortly, probably next week or the week after where we just kind of spill out what the entire build looks like because you know on cadena if you want to like work with eco um you know i cadena eco grant not cadena ecosystem network uh, although we love you guys and want to work with you, <laughs> you you're working with 
eco and and to do that you got to kind of open source your stuff and and show people what you're building and and that's the whole point the point is to build a protocol not hide your ip and you know that's not the point so we want to build things out we're thinking it's going to take about six to nine months to really build a strong matching engine for pre-game bets so say we we eyed out in september you could probably expect at least six months for a build out it's quite a complex piece of living software the sports betting exchange but the good thing is we have our partners at lion gaming so that if we do an ido you know we'll be able to engage them and they have you know tons and tons of engineering experience to help us out help us build quickly and accurately and then after that you know you do have to audit and let's just be really safe and say it's going to take three months to audit a big piece of software like that because what we're building is like a matching engine kind of like you see in kucoin when you're matching up your your tokens and then that gets pretty big at scale right so lots of stress testing has to happen and you know we'll probably be publishing something pretty shortly where you can see uh, the ins and outs of what we intend to build because we do intend to do this the cadena ecosystem way um, and open source and educate and show people what we're building we think that's the way to do it so again uh, 69 months plus three more on top of that for the audit that's probably what we're looking at to make an a-tier experience yeah, yeah, really cool. Uh, I definitely think that's a reasonable amount of time, especially with, um, obviously, you guys are a big team. I don't think, and, and because you guys have the experience, I'm sure this is actually a lot shorter time frame compared to uh, some other competitors in the space that are kind of starting this off for the first time. So especially, yeah, yeah I think that's really cool. And uh, hopefully pack documentation gets better um, so that you guys can speed it up. I know there are a few new tutorials coming out soon and more improved documentation. So, yeah, hopefully that will speed up the process for you guys a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, thank you for answering my questions. I think we're going to be opening up to the public now. So I'll start with adding Bet Refinery as a speaker if they want to ask anything or talk about anything. And if anyone else wants to, uh, feel free to request. Hey, Refinery. Hey, guys. Sorry. It's James McLaughlin here. Um, I, I'm part of the team with Steve. Uh, Bet Refinery is my name on, on Twitter. Um, I, I'm ex Betfair. I've, I've worked at all the sports books in Australia. Uh, you can probably hear my accent. Uh, and yeah, just super excited. I'm KDA holder, Flux, all the rest of it. Um, as, as most of you guys I can see from your profiles are. Um, yeah, really excited to work on this project with the guys. Um, I've worked with a lot of sophisticated people in sports betting uh, and probably none of us. Excuse me. None of them impressed me as much as Steve and the guys um, who I've been connected with for, for quite a while. I'm super excited about the uh, the opportunity um, that's in front of us. A lot of work to do, um, but the uh, this market is just um, just an incredibly incredibly large underserved um, niche that um, that just yeah has a very high ceiling on it. Yeah, absolutely. To give a number, actually, um, if you don't mind. Uh, so there, there's about $535 billion of underserved people in the exchange and bookmaking regulated market, but even more so in the back market. We call this the gray market. This is the market where it, it is kind of done on credit and, you know, in not in a regulated way. That's about $615 billion, so year over year. So you're talking about $1.1 trillion of money flowing hands and matching between worldwide. And in all of the sports books and there's about what is, last time i looked it was you know 350 to 400 million people in the world kind of do this at least once a week make a bet or a punt so you know definitely james i, I totally on the ball there it's it's a huge market 
that is underserved because right now we're seeing um, Betfair, which is the big one. That's the big, big, big daddy of sports betting, the exchange, which is just like, you know, a centralized exchange, just like trading crypto. They're falling apart terribly because their centralized shareholders don't have um, the same incentives as us, you know, guys like us, you know, trading, trading crypto or trading sports, you know. Um, they they really don't have the same incentives. Their incentive is to grab as much of the money as possible, and they kind of break that relationship I was talking about between the recreational entertainment better. They're there to make a bet, and then you got the sharp betters and the market makers. That's just really the three parties like crypto, and you know th- that they break that relationship because they kind of insert themselves in the middle, and then they take about sixty percent of the profit for themselves, and then just leave the scraps for everyone else. So. Really good point, James. Appreciate that. And and those are the actual numbers and why we think if we build this token the right way with good governance, we can attract tons and tons of volume, which is just great for us because we're all KDA people, right? We all have KDA and we want that price to go up. And as much as we're looking at the price on the exchanges and we're like, please go up to $5, $7, $10, it's never going to go up unless Bitcoin rolls and then it's just moving off air. Like it's just moving off Bitcoin, as we all know, or we actually get real volume and real apps where people are bringing outside money. They don't necessarily understand us KDA people or the token or what KDA is, but hey, there's this cool app on KDA. I want to bet. Let's go. That's how we make our token price go up by getting apps that do that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great point, James. Uh, also, and sorry, I didn't add you up here earlier. Did not. Uh not understand you were uh, with them so sorry about yeah that. that's all right the deceptive profile on there i'm, I'm not refer- referring the uh the kda brand just yet i've got to update <laughs> the twitter <laughs> lurking we call it <laughs> and then uh spaceman i just added you as a speaker so hey guys how are you doing hey spaceman how are you good hey steve uh like i i am checking that i, I you know that i have uh, asked a couple of questions already the one i forget yesterday is that in the roadmap, uh, I see that uh, uh, in May 2022, uh, four, there are four things mentioned. White paper version one is released and a, a website is published and uh, social communications are established. What about, uh, you also mentioned Cadena Echo Grant. So uh, did you already apply for Cadena Echo Grant? Yeah, we did apply um, at the Eco website about a week and a half ago, but uh, I think they're just slammed with many many applications because of uh, the luna thing so obviously oh. those luna devs, they're really hurting the luna devs and probably many 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 projects have come into the hands of the eco team and so we're just kind of patiently waiting for communication or advice back from them to see if we're you know a capable application that could be added to their roster oh okay all right thank you no worries thanks for the question adding kda minor up here Hey, Miner. Hey, Miner. I added you as a speaker. Hey, there. Um, so I came in just a little bit late, so, apolo- so I apologize if this was already addressed. Um, I saw you guys mention in Marmalade a couple times. Um, what are you guys specifically using that for? Is there going to be like an NFT thing involved, or, or how does that interwind with you guys? Perfect question. Thank you very much for that. Um, and great Twitter, by the way. I, I love your Twitter. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, great. I mean, the NFT was the one missing thing we didn't we didn't get in the same May, and 
and thank you for reminding me. And so, you know, kind of our one of our main concerns is just tying together the concerns of crypto investors, with the concerns of sports betting investors. Although we're very similar in the way that we trade our, our tokens and we, we buy assets and, you know, like we buy players, for instance, in sports, you buy NFTs, you know, this is kind of the same world, but still it's a bit separate. And, you know, necess- it's not necessarily true that KDA investors understand the sports betting world or would even want to interact with it, but they certainly probably would like to profit off of it. <laughs> so I think that that's a very good point to make. So if you have a big network of lots of transactions happening and, and you know, tons of volume coming in, it would be really, really nice for KDA investors to not just invest in a governance token, which might carry some risk with it in terms of, you know, will these guys pull in the volumes they saying, you know, we think we will, but you know, we have to pull in a lot of volume to make that token worth money, right? And so the NFT is another way to de-risk your investments as as KDA people. So right now we have the Kadena King. That's going to be our thing. We're going to make some cool king graphics. And each one, each one of you will get a king who signs up for this. There's only five three thousand of them, sorry. Uh, five hundred will be um given away with just for mint. So there will be no um IDO involved. And then the other 2,500 go to IDO people only. So we want to keep this very exclusive. We've not marketed to sports betting people on purpose so that KDA people can get their hands on these kings. So go to kdabet.com, go to the forum at the bottom. There's only 200 left now in the first round and sign up and get your king. Now, what is the king going to do? Well, we're going to tie your concerns into the sports betting world's concerns. So you want to invest in something that ties to our network, not just the token, and then make some passive income off of that, and then perhaps some moon income too, right? We all want to have uh, so convex like hockey stick type uh, bake type returns, right? Board Ape Yacht Club. And so kind of how we're thinking about this is that the NFTs will give you certain benefits. One, you can take your liquidity and then pool it with the market makers. So we call that the right to rule. So, you know, kind of a funny royal type of humor, the right to rule where you can take your KDA and, and give it to a market maker and then you can copy their bets basically. So guys like Joey who are who's on our team and the people we work with in the web two world, they they never lose guys. <laughs> they're they're just like the market makers in crypto. They're not losing anytime soon because it's super sophisticated uh, mathematical operation. And so if you own a king, you'll be able to take part of your bags and then copy their bets basically so you can pool into their operation and just make some passive income off of what they do but you know maybe you don't like betting and you just want to make passive income so anyone who owns a king will be able to um, basically charge a type we call it the king's type you know like your tax on on the kingdom and so what we're going to do is we're going to charge a 0.1 percent tax on every winning bet this is in line with Betfair. Actually, it's a much, much less than Betfair and BetDAC and Smarkets. These are all Web2 companies that do the exchange model. And you charge a little tax on the bet, and then you pool that KDAB as kind of an independent pool of capital. And then if you use your power on your NFT, so we're kind of thinking of it as, you know, you can choose what you want to do. You use this power to tithe, to tithe this pool, then you get passive income or kdab put into your account so you don't have to know nothing about sports betting but you certainly know what nfts are and jpegs and value is that's your expertise as crypto traders so you know that if you hold this token 
this token will unlock a part of the smart contract that gives you access to the module and pack that distributes this KDAB into your uh, wallet. So it's passive income. And then we got some cool stuff set up for the Kings as well, where if you like betting, you know, if you want to take a bet with us, let's go. Let's, uh, let's bet. So you might like to bet the Yankees. That's your thing. Or you might like to bet the Lakers. And you can come on and you can, you know, use your power to get a free roll bet. Now, what free roll means uh, in sports betting terms is a free bet. Pretty simple, right? So you can come on and, you know, maybe your king gets a random power to bet an NBA. And so you can make a bet on the NBA. You know, we're kind of thinking of it in terms of, you know, you can kind of use these things in a time period. So maybe you get one bet every seven days or something like $200. Well, you just got a free $200 bet. So you can go and make that. Or you can do something like boost your odds. So if you're like a KDA token holder and you really want to um, make some bets in sports, you really like doing that, you know this world, you could boost your odds by using some of the power on your king to make your odds better. So instead of getting like two to one odds on the Lakers, you can might be able to get 2.05 to one. So this is a very common tactic in web two where you can, people can come on who are new and they can boost their odds and just get like a little bit more value out of their bet when they're betting on LeBron James. So you can imagine a lot of little, little tricks that we have in store for, for the NFC, not tricks, but powers, I guess you would call it. And then, but the most important one are the passive income earns. So we're going to give you guys the ability to latch on to the big boys, make some money. And if you don't really want to bet, you just want to take a tax on the market, we'll let you do that too. That's the benefit of signing up for your king now. And you should do that before they run out. Sorry, that was a very long answer, but that's it. (laughs) Yeah, that was a fantastic answer. And I was actually going to ask you about um, copy betting and it's in there. So, um, fantastic. I think this is going to be an amazing uh, project. I really do. One note, two, Miner. We're going to make that price pretty damn cheap. It's going to be less than Bake Mint. Um, Because, you know, we're not going to make this a $1,000 mint. It's not going to be that way. This is for KDA and KDA people to get massive benefit. Um, So, if you're a token investor, um, this is exactly what you should demand for projects is cool little ideas like this marry your concerns, which is upside with the sports betting market, which, you know, you may not understand, but you do understand money. Right. And that's kind of our thinking. Fantastic. Well, best of luck to you guys. I'll be following, you know, intently. Thank you. Thank you very much. Keep the tweets up. They're the best. (laughs) (laughs) I do what I can. Thanks, Manu. All right. If anyone else has any questions, feel free to request. Or if you just want to talk, you know, request. Yeah. No problem with that. Yeah. Any questions? We'll stay. Got Spaceman again. What's up, Space? Spaceman, uh, I see you're raising your hand. Uh, you can just unmute. You're already out of the speaker. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, Steve, I want to. Uh... I want to I want to understand that uh, I heard that I'm not sure when I heard that yesterday or chat uh, something mentioned about uh, inter uh, like uh, bringing other uh, projects uh, NFTs or coins into uh, KDA bit and uh, integrating them something similar like that I didn't get it exactly so 
if you can uh, light up on that topic it will be good this is my first question and my another question is that uh, like uh, in betting platform what we will use uh, will we use kda bs or we will be using kdas for betting so if you if you are using kdas for betting how the kda bs will uh, derive value and uh, like how it will get the store of value just i i want i want the clarification on that point yeah two two good questions there so i'll tackle the store of value first so the kdab token is both governance and use the bet that's a very deliberate choice because most most people do a governance token and then some other token you know uh, maybe it's the trade of value token the trading token but no we we really really need to to tie the governance to the people who actually bet because it's the efficiency of your data that gets you the mining rewards. So we want the people who give the best data to leave the Web 2 world and come to the Web 3 world to make our markets for us so that whenever we want to bet, whatever time we want to bet, however much we want to bet, there's always liquidity there. And to do that, you have to really play uh, some pretty clever games with, with the people who are accruing this token. So if you have a governance token, you accrue it, but there's no risk to it. Um, then there's a big problem here because then you can make votes without actually having to supply good data. You can supply good data sometimes uh, for some period of time, get a bunch of governance tokens early and then just, you know, leave and then it doesn't matter anymore. So, you know, it's really about those people who are constantly betting, constantly coming in early, constantly making markets liquid. They, these are the people who will accrue the token. And that's why we use KDAB. Um, and then what we have is, you know, the token emission goes down over time. So it gets harder and harder to get these tokens as more and more competitors come into the market and are competing to provide this liquidity early. You know, they're, we're asking them to play a game by bet often, bet early, provide so, so much value early by making these markets liquid. And you can imagine as it grows from 2 to 14 to 140, you've got more and more people fighting over the emission so that's how we store the value because it becomes harder and harder to get more tokens and therefore get more governance more voting so that's why we deliberately choose a single token for this not kda because um, we can't store the value in kda because kda is more than one entity right so we have one network and we're really trying to store the value of all of this um, basically the data that flows into the protocol into this token and that data has a price um, basically the price to mine. So, you know, people will come in and they'll, they'll try to keep betting more and more and more early. And so that's really, really critical in sports betting because in the, in the fiat world, bookmakers, there's no liquidity early. So if you want to come in and bet a day before, you know, World Cup game, like, good luck. You're not going to find that much volume at all um, because there's just not enough people coming in early because, you know, what's the point? There's no money in it if uh, I really can't get my money down. So that's the first answer is how to store the value in the token. Um, and Spaceman, just uh, give me the second question too. Yeah, the second question is that uh, regarding that uh, other tokens in Cardano ecosystem can uh, work, work in uh, your betting app. Something similar you were uh, discussing yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, okay, I got you now. Yeah, sorry. Sometimes uh, two questions, uh, one leaves my mind. But um, in terms of 
interoperability between um, KDA Bet and other projects, particularly NFTs. Well, this is where Marmalade really, really shines. It destroys every other blockchain um, because it's built off Stuart Haber's work. What Stuart Haber did was he created a system for your NFTs to be updated. Okay, so your NFT is just a token. And if you want to make your token updated, so let's make a very concrete example of an update. Let's use uh, one of my favorite NFTs. Um, uh, you know, I have many favorite NFTs. Mox, please forgive us. But uh, we're going to use cars for an example because it really fits well with sports betting. So say you, you buy KDA cars um, and you get some cars and then we make up a game with them where, you know, you can you can drive your cars in a game or something and earn free bets in our system. Um, so maybe they have some sort of game fi or something. What we can do is we can upgrade their your NFT your NFT tokens your car tokens uh, with some code of our own. So we can say, look, cars, add this code. And then what's cool about Marmalade is you can update your NFT. There's like a history. That's what the the state management of the Marmalade NFT is. So what you're doing is you're like saying, okay, add this code. So they update your token and they make a certificate to make sure it's still your non fungible token. And now there's some code which can unlock parts of our smart contract. So if you're playing enough games and maybe our uh, cars has like a little GameFi website or something where they're marketing our website and they're playing these games, we give them some KDAB, goes into your wallet, and then you can go and make bets with it. So what's kind of cool about uh, Cadena is this really, really nice upgradable NFT. So your token is just upgrading. That's all. And then you get really, really nice code um, that can be used as sort of an unlocking mechanism in our smart contracts. So in, in PACT, you have like a little key set which can unlock parts of the smart contract modules. And so we can make a module just for car betters to get a KDAB token for free if they do enough things in, in maybe the car game or something. And then they can go ahead and bet with that um, and everyone wins. So interoperability is huge on Cadena. And it smokes every other blockchain by like 10 times, in my opinion. Just, that's my opinion. <laughs> great, great to hear. Since you mentioned uh, cars, so I will be keeping my eyes on Cadena cars. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to ask Aston Martin so bad. So if cars, if you're listening, hook me up. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm going to give you guys maybe... An extra minute if you guys want to request. If we don't have any more requests, I think we'll wrap this up. Yeah, feel free if you got a question. No problems. I think the awkward silence makes people hesitant to speak, I think. Yeah, it's all good. Maybe there's a uh, lot to absorb. And so, uh, you know, I'm here for three minutes, though, if anybody wants to ask. See, this is the problem when you do such a thorough job of explaining everything. Or maybe it's so confusing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nah, it's just a lot to take in, man. It's just a lot to take in. There's a lot of moving pieces. Agreed, yeah. But I think you did a really good job of explaining it. So, yeah, like you said, there's a lot to absorb. Um, and hopefully we can do this again later on, down, down uh, when you guys have, you know, get, gotten some, reached some more milestones. We can do this again, kind of just, like, recap and stuff like that. Maybe there will be – I'm sure there will be a lot more questions by then. So, yeah. So thank you for coming on and thank you uh, to our speakers for asking questions. For sure. And if you want to reach out, um, we're pretty much always on Telegram. Um, Spaceman, we'll get to your questions. <laughs> but we're, all, we're always on Telegram and you can, you can pick our brains or kind of figure anything out you want. We're, we're very, very open and 
uh, to public. So give us a shout on our Telegram at the top of our Twitter bio, at Cadenabet. And we're always open. Our ears are always open. Awesome, yeah. So you heard him join their Telegram, ask any questions you want. Yeah, uh, I've been in there a little bit. Yeah, great community. Uh, I know you guys are quick to answer questions, so that's really cool. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this will be recorded by Terra Spaces. Uh, if you want to listen back on anything, if you want a more thorough explanation for something uh, that you didn't hear. So yeah, thank you. Cheers, Ego. Thank you very much. And I think Bet Refinery has one more thing to say, so I'm just going to add him up. Hey, Bet. I think he got delisted as a speaker. He did. Can you guys see me all right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. There we go. Sorry. The, uh, the Twitter space has chewed up all my juice. I think he's talking about the battery. Uh, yeah. My phone battery drains whenever I run a space. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Okay, I guess we can close up then. And uh, thank you very yeah. much for having us. All right, yeah, thank you. Hopefully, we can do this later on. Take care, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was KDA Bet and the Cadena Project Network, recorded on Wednesday, June first, two thousand twenty-two. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org/slash/donate and show some support. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focus, star screen jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect. With the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den Envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next Bubba-billion Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next No one gave a shit Till the drugs all dried up Everybody died From a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter We was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal He just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime Till the night curfew Rats in a cage Till they make time to murk you Got a little job That falls under my purview We gotta get this mob Away from the Birds view, gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News, just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement, could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next b b billion
seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled Alexa? Can you play that one sci-fi space where he clowned all the safe moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I was son, at the I remember a time. And it's Alexa, be- enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed, when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. 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 That's the best bet. Uh-uh. Why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys, I'm reading all about these wind Guys, turbines. do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can give you a full breakdown. Um, just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god, you guys, I, I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of Your Exit Liquidity, in association with We All Love to Hear Ourselves Talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate.